Hi, this is Yolanda East, and I'm coming to you today from Shepherd's Lighthouse. This is uh, talking with my very first resident here at Shepherd's Lighthouse, uh, Heather. And uh, Heather is down visiting today from Pennsylvania. And uh, uh, we just wanted to, I just kind of wanted to touch base with her and uh, just, I don't even know what to say, Heather. You know, uh, being the first resident here, you moved here in June of 2004, right? Yes. That was 15 years ago. You yes, believe almost that? Almost 16, yes. Wow. So unbelievable, isn't it? It is because it's like when I came here today, it was like, like I had been here all along, though. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Like, like it was you like never coming, left here. Right, yeah, like coming home. You yeah. know, this was just Aww. like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, well, let me go do this. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just, it always felt like that, though. Even when I moved two blocks down the street in my first apartment that yeah. you guys helped me get and, yeah. and all that, it was, I still was always here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I helped yeah. the other, you know, I would help the other residents. Yeah. I would do... I never left this place, no. you know what I mean? I always wanted to help out. I always yeah. wanted to help the other residents, help mm -hmm. the other women, help any way I could. Help in the thrift store, help, you know, whatever yeah. I could because this place gave me my life. Taught You taught me how to wash dishes for the first <laughs> time in yeah, my I'll life. Yeah, I'll never forget that. You day. taught me how to clean. Yeah. I was 27 years old when I walked through the door with a eight, well, seven, six, seven-week-old baby, and I didn't know how to make a bed. Yeah. I was never taught how to clean a, a toilet. I was never taught how to fold laundry. I didn't know how to really cook. I didn't know how to, I didn't have basic life skills that I, that I knew how to parent. Don't, well, no, actually, I probably didn't either. But I was very open because I wanted to raise my child. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, I'll mm -hmm. tell you the story of that because mm -hmm. I was in a maternity home when I was pregnant with Tressa, had nothing. I was on welfare and got barely little. And I had, I had prayed to God for a child because I have an older son that I had no longer contact with. His son, my first ex-husband has him. I have no contact. And... I prayed to God and said, God, let me have my son back. Well, God blessed me with a daughter. So I wanted my daughter, but I had no way to take care of her. And I was like in a maternity home and I thought, okay, I can't do this. I want the best for my daughter. And I had picked out a family. I was ready to, you know, do the whole adoption thing. It would have been an open adoption, but, you know, and um, the house mother came in and gave me the pamphlet for the lighthouse and with a very heavy breath, I called you. We did the interview over the phone. You came probably, I think, the next day. And you were like, are you ready? You know what I mean? Call me when you have the baby and we'll start working. Because I, you know, on being here, because I could stay there for however long. I think it was like six weeks yep. after and she then was born. I remember after that phone call, um, that Bible verse about Abraham and Isaac. And I just thought, oh my God, thank you God, I get to keep my baby. All because of you, because you gave me that chance, and it was a miracle. And but still, I came here, and I was like I said, I was almost thirty and didn't know how to do nothing. And you gave me that life. You gave me everything I needed to raise her, and it was just amazing because you see her now. Oh yeah, and she's 
she's wonderful, she's the best thing ever. And you taught me everything I needed to do to be the best mom I could be. And that's not, because obviously my mother passed before yeah, this. Right or, before you. I mean, she passed, mm -hmm. well, she passed when I was 24, so three years before yeah. I had Teresa. So, you know, you really filled that void and you, you know, I really felt my mom in you. And it was like, you took on that role and you taught me what my mom would have. And it was, it was a very, very special relationship we had. And I can't thank you enough. And. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just amazing because if I would not have had that chance here, now grant you, our relationship is not going to be like everybody's and that's, no, that's, that's true. understandable. That's true. But, and each one's going to be different, but mm -hmm. that's what's so great about it because the next person that comes through the door, you're going to touch them or, or Miss Teresa or somebody's going to touch them differently. Mm -hmm. So each buddy gets that little special tidbit of what they need. Right. And that's what's great about this place. And that's what's so loving about this place. But for me, it was like, you know. You know the day that you came in uh, June of 2004, the very first day, and you had to get your things out of the vehicle. I believe somebody brought you. And no, you picked me up. I, I did you pick picked you up, up in the van. That's right. That's right. Up. And so when you went to unload your stuff, you literally trusted me with your baby. And you just handed her over to me. And I'll never forget that. That was a life-changing moment. I think it was a life-changing moment for you and it was a life-changing moment for me. Because Cause I really, because I had met you, I talked to you on the phone once, yeah. and I had met you the day you came to the house while I was pregnant with her mm -hmm. to do the interview, and that's it. Yeah. The, the next time I met you, when you came there and picked me up, yeah. and that's it. And that was it. And so, uh, at the time, it was just me. It was I was just the you. only person working, and so I had no clue what I was mm -hmm. doing. And but I look like I knew what I was doing. Oh seeing. yeah, you look like hey. you know you you look like you 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 know. I you. had it going on. Yeah, I had a hundred year old building. <laughs> I had a few beds, and um, I had a food. program. I had food. Uh, we uh, and you were here day and, and night, night with me <laughs> and Teresa. I was. I was. I. I. You know, but you know, you said earlier that I you I filled the void for you. But in essence, you filled it a void for me because at that time, my youngest daughter was going to college and uh, my husband and I had an empty nest. And so you and Teresa came into our lives and it changed us. You know, I never, I never went through that empty nest of any kind. I was like, I think Jennifer and Ann, of course, they, you know, just looked at you as another sister and, and I looked at them, them like, as another sister and this is her baby and you know um so you know you being the very first resident what would you say to a person a mother that is going through the same thing that you were going to going through what would you say to them um there's help don't feel there's not um reach out find find help somewhere don't feel that there's nothing you know don't turn your back on your kid or your kids um if you're homeless find somewhere find somebody 
if somebody is willing to give you a place to stay for the night until you can get into a program like the Lighthouse or wherever you're at. I live in PA and I wish we had programs like this up there because I see it. I see, you know, I see it and it, you know, we have some programs up there, but not just for homeless women and children like this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because sometimes women just need to get out of a situation and they're not necessarily in domestic violence. They're just, they don't want to be with who they are because it's not working out, but they don't have anywhere to go because their job's not in, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just not, you know what I mean? But they, they don't have the extra money to get a place for themselves at that moment. So they got to stay with somebody just, you know, and it just doesn't, and they feel stuck because nobody should ever feel stuck to be in a situation that they shouldn't be in. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of women, you know, stay with somebody mm -hmm. because they feel stuck and have nowhere to go. And that is an awful awful feeling especially when you have a child or children because then you hate life you hate mm -hmm. yourself and that's nowhere to be how did you end up in PA um I was with um he's my ex-husband now but I was with my he was my boyfriend at the time he had some children issues from a previous um relationship relationship I couldn't think of the word so we moved up there just to get them out of CYS custody up there. And we were supposed to come back, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Right. And then we ended up getting married and it didn't work out. And I stayed up there, just happenstance, I guess. So is it safe to say that your life then, after the lighthouse, after all the wonderful things you learned and after all the... Uh, things that you were taught and all the support that you were given that your life was unicorns and rainbows oh uh, uh, <laughs> yeah sure no gosh no they yeah. were like unicorn farts maybe yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. no but the skills and the um, I've called you I've called Miss Teresa over mm -hmm. the years and bawling my eyes out what do I do I just need some help and you guys have prayed for me I know many a times you guys have talked to me you guys have given me advice you guys have offered to help in any way you can and you have and just knowing I could pick up the phone and cry or whatever to you and just that support alone was enough you know sometimes that was the difference between uh swallowing a bottle of pills and ending it all and just being able to go to sleep that night and making it through another day. That's enough. That's enough. And that means more than I think anybody can ever realize. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it does. Because that means I made it one more day. That's right. And trust is my everything. And she mm -hmm. will always be my everything. Mm -hmm. That little girl out there has no idea that I would give my last breath for her to have one more because mm -hmm. and that's that's the important thing your children you bring them in this world it is your responsibility to make them better people mm -hmm. and if you can't give up everything your own happiness to raise them right then what are you doing what is yeah. your purpose here yeah. that's what you teach these women these families other than you know we got to empower ourselves too because we can't give up ourselves completely for our children. 
But we need to better ourselves, empower ourselves so that we can empower our children, whether they're male or female, because that's what this world is about. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't be walking around in negative and doom and gloom all our lives, because if that's if that's what we're going to do, then that's that's all you're going to face. Well, do you feel like, you know, your circumstances definitely while you were here, uh, this program is actually six months. And how uh, many months were you here, Heather? I was here like 13, <laughs> 13 months. months. And I think that part of that was my problem <laughs> because I didn't want to give you up and I didn't want to... I wanted to make sure that I had given you everything I could give to you to make sure that you're that you moved into a better stable life. And I, I think hope that's that what it was because I literally I didn't have like I didn't have no family. I had no family or friends here at all. Because yeah. all my family and friends were in Lakeland, which was like mm -hmm. two hours away. And my dad had had a stroke not, you know, a couple years prior and I, I had no help. So I think that's another reason I was here so long because I literally had nobody, no car. Yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. And I think the women that come in after me, they're from around this area. They have a little bit. Yeah. I literally had you. You were everything. <laughs> you were my everything. You know what I mean? You kind of still are. You know what I mean? You're. That's that's it. You know what I mean? I had nothing. So I think that's another reason why I had to stay so long because you needed to make sure that. You kind of was like my mom. You wanted to make sure when you pushed me out of the nest, yeah, you knew I could well, fly. Well, I mean, we pretty started. We started pretty at the basics. You didn't know how to wash dishes. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really concerned about about that. But what would you uh, want to say to potential donors here, or partners? Um, you are in. You are not just investing in a program to just just for nonprofit, just just for a charitable cause. You are investing in a child's life. You are investing in um, a parent's life. You are investing in somebody's future. You are investing in a family that's going to be able to have a chance to make it. You are investing in, in I don't even know how to put it in words. You are investing in a chance for family to be together. For a family to make it to stay together, for a mom to be able to say to their kid, we got a bed, we're going to have food, and mommy's going to get a job, and mommy's going to be able to take care of you. And it, should, it reminds me of that Carrie Underwood song. Um, oh, I can't think of it. You know which one I'm talking about. Um, I know you don't Jesus, listen to take the wheel. Not that one. The other one about the home. Hmm. You know I don't listen I to the I know you don't listen to country music, but it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, but gosh. I'm sure that the listeners out they there, they know. They probably do. They probably do. I don't listen essence, to country music, but it's the like... The bottom line The says, bottom line is if you invest and you donate to Shepherd's Lighthouse, you're investing in the... In, in a family being together, a mother being able to take care of her child, and a child having a chance at life. Yeah. That's what it is. And I'm telling you, my daughter's very happy, and I'm telling you that she's very, very grateful that I never gave her up. Because she knows. I never held that back from her. I was, I've been honest with her since... You know, since she's probably been about a teenager, I've told her the story over and over again mm -hmm. how 
you know, that, you know, I chose her and I, I did it because I love her, but I loved her enough that if I had to give her up, I would have to have her a better home just because I love her enough. And she's like, I'm so glad you kept me. But she's like, Mom, you're crazy. I don't know about <laughs> you, though. <laughs> well, Heather, I know that you've got to head back to PA, but, um, you know, we're always there for you. Always will be. I appreciate it, and I thank you so much, because it means everything to Teresa and I. It really does. Well, we love you, and you know that. And I even told, oh, it's not Teresa, it's Tess. I told Tess earlier that um, you always have a bed here. You always have a place here. We'll, don't ever be in a situation that you don't feel like you can't reach out because we are your safety net. And we always will be. As long as we can stay on the front lines, we'll be there for women and children and help them in times of need. And thank you again for coming in today. I love you. I hate to see you go, but I know that eh, it's just demographics. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. Because this is a heart journey that'll go on until eternity. I love you. I love you too. This is Yolanda East and this is just how I see it.